Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. As a religion, we draw on sources, including most of the uh, Abrahamic religions. You will find UUs who are Judeo-Christian, who are Jewish UUs, who are Christian UUs. You'll find atheist and Buddhist. you find humanist. We have folks who are Baha'i. We have some folks who are Hindu. But the source we tend to see the least are folks who are Muslim UUs or who draw from the Muslim tradition. There are some, but you don't see them much and you don't hear them almost at all. Why is that? Well, if I asked you which of the three Abrahamic religions you perhaps were most worried about, Putting that gently. If I asked you which one you thought terrorist came from, and maybe not you all, but if I ask a general group, Islam gets a lot of bad press, probably the worst of the three. Oh, all the terrorists are Muslim. Yeah, well, has anybody ever looked at Christianity's background? There is no God but God. That's pretty straightforward if you're trying to set up a one God religion. There is no God but God. It makes sense. And Muhammad is his prophet. In one sentence, you have Islam. This is the Shahada, the testament of Muslim faith, repeating it in Arabic and meaning it, believing it, whether or not you actually speak Arabic. You don't have to speak the language. You have to memorize the sounds. If you repeat the Shahada in Arabic, that is the actual requirement, the most basic requirement of becoming Muslim. That's it. No classes. No three Sunday nights. You got to come and then you got to go to a mixer. There is no God but God and Muhammad is his prophet. That's it. That is one heck of an elevator speech. If you understand that piece, you understand the center of Islam. Muhammad is the human side of Islam, the human soul of Islam. And while many people learn something about the religious practices of the faith, non-Muslims don't often take time to learn about the man. Who was this guy who brought an entire religion into being? He wasn't a god or a demigod. He wasn't even a demi-human. He was holy and completely human, remained human. Nobody ever said anything else. He had a job. 
He went to work. He got married. He had children. He got old. He died at 63. Now, at that time, that would have made him a very old man. He did not claim any special powers. He did not claim any relation to the divine. He said, I'm a prophet. I speak to something greater than myself. By the time he was 40 until his death, he preached a message, and that message has been written down as the Quran. And he tried to use his own life as an example of what he was preaching. 23 years it took him to write this book. One slow verse and section at a time. And even though if you sit down to read the Quran today, it's a tough read. It is a tough read. But at the time it was written, the language made sense to his audience. It's the equivalent of you today reading a Stephen King book. This was not written in fancy language. Translations have made it seem so, especially when they've tried to make it seem more beautiful, more poetic even than it was originally. It was the common tongue using words that people used in the ways they used them. And the modern equivalent of this would be me starting to preach and writing down every sermon in order, not just every sermon, but every sermon in order as I preach them, and then putting them in a book and deliberately handling every life situation I could think of and trying to give the best and most inspired advice I could give 2,000 words at a time. And that is exactly what you are reading when you read the Quran. This man trying to advise people on how to do a good job with life about 2,000 words at a time, literally sermon length. There's no walking on water, no crucifixion, nothing out of the ordinary about this man. He was so determined that no one ever elevate him to deity status. That's where the rules about not putting his likeness anywhere. As you can tell, that has not gone well. It has become a point which has caused deaths because fanatics within the religion are so determined to not allow him to become an idol that they have idolized his absence. Muhammad became angry if anyone suggested he was special. We have written records of him telling people off for thinking he was amazing. He wanted people to focus on the message. He didn't want anyone to remember, and he said this, I don't want you to remember if I'm tall or short, fat or thin, handsome, straggly, dark-skinned, or light. And so the center of Islam is a curious combination of the Quran and the stories about what Muhammad did and said. And there are several thousand pages of these stories. And many Muslims reference them frequently. The stories are a part of the culture, just like the Quran is. 
And according to Islamic writer Michael Wolf, together with the Quran, they form a canon on which Islamic law is based. In a less formal way, these reports of what Muhammad said and did are used as a yardstick against which people measure their actions and intentions. Now, this sounds like something that we would like. A human man doing human things and saying, you know what, I think this is a good way to be. Now, admittedly, for some of us, the idea that God was telling him what the choices were, not so good. But he still wasn't saying he was a God. He wasn't saying he was mystical. He just said, I figured out a good way to live. Just as the words of Jesus are woven into the fabric of every European language so that, believe it or not, most everyone knows who to credit with phrases like turn the other cheek and the meek shall inherit the earth and render unto Caesar those things that are Caesar's. In the Muslim world, the words of Muhammad are on the tip of every tongue and easily recognized, and collections of these are published grouped into usable categories like knowledge and power and prayer and charity. Many of them were literally comments Muhammad made when somebody asked him a question. This is some guy saying something that lots of people found value in. This was the reality TV of the day. The closest thing we have today in our day and time is keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> Somebody speaking, just answering questions, just talking. And somebody wrote it down. He said things like, asking good questions is half of learning. People with knowledge and those who seek it are the only two groups that are of any use to humanity. Three agents destroy religion, an ill-tempered scholar, a tyrannical leader, and an ignorant theologian. I love that one. When asked about being kind, he said, happy are those who find fault with themselves instead of finding fault with others. And I love his comments about morality. Avoid anything that requires an excuse. My favorite, if people had been forbidden to make porridge of camel dung, they would do it, saying it wouldn't be forbidden unless there was some good in it. <laughs> His comment on pride is another of my favorites. Strength does not lie in carrying heavy loads. A camel can do that. The essence of strength lies in taming your temper and your anger. But prayer, he said, during prayer, God lifts the veils and opens the gates of the invisible so that his servant is standing in front of him. Prayer creates a sacred connection between the one praying and the one prayed to. It's a threshold at the entrance to God's reality. We celebrate Walid as you use, not because it's a day of miracles and wonders, no star rose anywhere but because a human was born with wisdom to share. Muhammad, may all blessings be upon him, provided others with a simple way to connect and to live with integrity. And I would challenge you to take some time over this coming year 
Get online. Find the Quran. There are multiple ways to interpret each section. If you do some reading online, you can find the interpretive structures. They make lots and lots of copies in English. Try to read a little bit. In your head, be thinking of it as when you start, you are reading someone's sermon number one. Go through it in sections. You can actually watch his thoughts get deeper and more organized. See if there's any wisdom there for you to take. There may not be. If there isn't, you will at least have gained a better understanding of the base of this religion, which has fractured into so many pieces, just as Christianity did. Just because there are branches of Islam which are dangerous or hate-filled, branches which cause things like 9-11, does not mean that the religion is rotten at the root. See if there's anything there for you. There is no God but God, and Muhammad is his prophet. I mean, 